Beyond the Mask is made possible by the team at CRNA Financial Planning. With almost two decades of experience, the firm guides CRNAs through the complexities of investing and financial planning. Schedule a free consultation today by calling 855-304-3748 or go online to crnafinancialplanning.com. Now, on with the show. Welcome to Beyond the Mask, innovation and opportunities for CRNAs with Jeremy Stanley and Sharon Pierce. We know you spend your day caring for your patient's best interests. On our show, we want to care for you. Join us as we leave the operating room and learn the latest in the CRNA industry. Beyond the Mask starts in 10, 9, 8, 7, Welcome to Beyond the Mask. I'm Jeremy Stanley, and I've been working with CRNAs for over 23 years, and I'm married to one. And my co-host is... Sharon Pierce. She's a practicing CRNA for 20-plus years, past president of the ANA, the NCANA, and Sharon's held many other leadership roles. In fact, most of our listeners either know who Sharon is or at least heard of her. Our goal with every episode is to educate and enlighten CRNAs. And Sharon, I think we've got another good one today. Well, we always have a good one, but this is a really good one today. Yeah, we have uh, Miss Jenny Schmidt joining us today. And Jenny is the president of the Oklahoma Association of Nurse Anesthetists. And boy, are there fires in Oklahoma. Well, this is going to be one of those sizzling ones, I'm, I think, today. So. <laughs> yes. You think so, Jenny? You're going to give some sizzle today? You know, I'm going to just kind of let you guys have a glimpse into what it's like fighting the good fight for nurse anesthetists. Okay, it sounds good. Well, we're going to call this today Legislative Activity and CRNA Advocacy, and uh, we're really going to be focusing on Oklahoma, but I think this fight could take place in any state across the nation. You just happen to be president at this opportune time to lead this fight, Jenny. Lucky you, Jenny. So tell us why is this topic so important about legislative activity and CRNA advocacy? Well, when I think about why I'm doing what I'm doing and why we need our CRNAs, not just in Oklahoma, but nationwide, being actively engaged in the legislative process, these legislators want to hear from us. They want to do good for the citizens of whatever state that you live in. And apathy is kind of one of those things where if they don't hear from you, they don't know that this is a direct impact on healthcare outcomes in your state. And so for me, the reason why I've gotten our CRNAs engaged is because it's not just about CRNA advocacy. It's about what does our state look like 10, 15, 20 years from now? What are the services we're providing? Do you, if you don't live in a major metropolitan area, are you able to deliver a baby in your hometown because of the CRNAs they're doing the anesthesia? And so for me, this is like a multifactorial thing, economic development, workforce development, healthcare access. And so it's a very, very important issue in CRNAs like very critical role. And so I'm very happy that I get an opportunity to talk about that with you guys today. Well, the reality is this. If you're not telling your story, someone else is telling the story 
for you. And unfortunately, we're kind of victims of our own success because a lot of times we're in the operating room and we hope our patients don't remember us in that regard. So... Oh, absolutely, because if we're doing a good job, they're not going to remember us. Absolutely. absolutely. So we are. And so I think we're kind of the best kept secret in healthcare. Yes. We don't want to be that anymore, though, right? No, we want the world (laughs) to know who we are. Absolutely. Hey, Jenny, talk to us a little bit about the state of healthcare in Oklahoma, because from my understanding, the outcomes there are not the best in the nation. We are actually one of the worst. Unfortunately, so Oklahoma ranks 47th in healthcare outcomes nationwide. We have one of the highest maternal mortality rates in the nation. You are more likely to have a shorter life expectancy if you live in Oklahoma. We have three cities in our state that have life expectancy rates worse than the Congo in Africa. And so healthcare in Oklahoma really, really is in a very fragile state. And so our main focus is how do we improve that ranking? How do we become a top 10 state? How do we turn this tide around and get Oklahoma healthy? And I fully believe that CRNAs are part of that solution because you guys and I both know that access to healthcare is one of the main factors, not only in just healthcare outcomes, but economic development, when businesses want to move their companies to a state, they're going to look at Oklahoma and say, if I put my company in this state, my employees are more than likely going to have poor health outcomes. And I mean, there's much more to that than this. But I mean, we're in a very dismal situation right now in Oklahoma. Well, you are so right. CRNAs are a solution to health care. But tell me in particular about Oklahoma. I would imagine that you're pretty rural and CRNAs are primary providers there. Do you have some statistics on that, Jenny? Actually, I do. So Oklahoma is a very rural state. Half of our population, over 50%. So there's 4 million, roughly, citizens living in the state of Oklahoma currently. Okay. Over 2 million of them live in designated rural areas. And so nurse anesthetists statewide provide 80% of all of the anesthesia to the state of Oklahoma. Outside of our two most populous counties, which is Oklahoma City and Tulsa, 86% of all anesthesiologists live in those two major metros. 80, wait, let's get that. 86%. Wow. 6%, absolutely. So there are 332 anesthesiologists in two cities, okay, in wow. Oklahoma, taking and care of 2 million people. Outside of that, we have 75 other counties where only 52 anesthesiologists are. So 14% of their workforce takes care of the rest of the state. And so then we look at the CRNA workforce. CRNAs are about 50-50. Half of us are in the urban areas. Half of us are in the rural areas. And anywhere there is not a CRNA, Oklahoma has determined is this OB desert, where there's an OB medical desert where there is no access to care because there's no access to surgery. And that is because over the last 10 years, we found that it's been harder to recruit CRNAs for our state. And we've gone from 16 counties with no anesthesia providers to 32. And so if we're just going to talk pure statistics, CRNAs are doing the majority of anesthesia across Oklahoma, 80%. I mean, that's a large amount of surgery. 
I pulled some data from CMS. From 2013 to 2017, we did over 880,000 cases, almost a million cases. CRNAs did 60% of all CMS cases in the state of Oklahoma. So, I mean, we are truly the providers for our state and that we're everywhere. So I'm very proud to be the president leading these CRNAs that are making Oklahoma have access. But we can do better, absolutely. So I would guess they're trying to restrict your practice there. Tell us about that. Well, right now in Oklahoma, CRNAs are required to be supervised by dentists, podiatrists, surgeons, MDs, DOs. And so we have these groups of providers that don't have expertise in anesthesia supervising what we're doing every day for patients. And we truly are the experts. CRNAs are not required to be supervised by anesthesiologists in Oklahoma. So what we find is that all of our neighboring states... Nor any Texas, other state Kansas, in the nation. Mexico, huh? Nor any other state in well, the nation. Oh, oh, absolutely. And so um, most of our medical residents, when they graduate, they're looking at taking a job in Oklahoma. They're coming from states where CRNAs are not supervised. So it's a huge challenge for our rural hospitals to sit down with a surgeon and say, I understand you did your training in Texas and CRNAs are not required to be supervised there. In Oklahoma, unfortunately, our laws are antiquated. They're outdated. They haven't been modernized. You're going to be required to supervise the anesthesia in our state. It makes it very, very difficult for these rural hospitals to convince surgeons to sign up, make that commitment to say, hey, not only am I going to have my hands deep in the belly of someone doing a bowel resection, but I'm also responsible for supervising the anesthesia. It just doesn't make any sense. Right. So well, wouldn't you, our, wanna, wouldn't you want your surgeon who's got their hands deep in your belly to be looking in your belly, not looking to see what somebody else is doing in that room? Oh, absolutely. And we already know the answer to that question is that in 40 states throughout the nation, this is already the law. So Oklahoma is very behind the times, as evidenced by our poor health outcomes, that we're not really making legislative decisions that move us into the 21st century and bring us up to par with top 10 states, which our governor has made a huge push that he wants to take Oklahoma out of the bottom three. We're worse than the opioid epidemic. We're worse than health outcomes. We're the worst in education. He goes, well, let's turn this around. How do we do that? Well, this he's a, a top 10 state, but he's in the bottom 10. <laughs> <laughs> right. He wants to be a top 10 state. How do we get there? Well, to me, this is just a piece of that puzzle. Hey, Jenny, speaking of top 10, how much money do you think your opposition has spent fighting this uh, bill? I think it's Senate Bill 801 for you guys. How much money do you think is, has been put into this fight? So the Oklahoma State Medical Association launched a very vicious anti-CRNA campaign in February of 2019. We're talking every major market TV station statewide, multiple times per hour, radio, mail sent out statewide, flyers being passed down in waiting rooms of hospitals. I was told that the medical association was given a budget of a million dollars and within two and a half months, they spent just over a million dollars fighting against Senate Bill 801. Wow. Hey, Jenny, how many CRNAs, just out of curiosity, are in Oklahoma right now? So we have just over 600 CRNAs. So twice as many docs. Say that again? Twice as many docs, give or take. So actually, 
we have equal number of physicians and nurse anesthetists. Ah, okay. We don't have enough of either of us, actually. Right. Um, we have under just right around a thousand between the two groups licensed actively living. Now that doesn't include about 200 providers who are licensed that live out of state that come and do work in our state. So, but we have a, just under a thousand. We think we have 4.4 million people. The burden that places per provider to provide anesthesia. It's curious that they fight us so hard because there's not enough of either profession to provide the services necessary for the citizens of our state. Well, I would suspect that this is about power and control. I mean, and protectionism. Absolutely, well, it's guild protection. Well, and we already we already know that they don't go to rural Oklahoma, which our state is very rural. Well, just think what they could have done with that million dollars helping the maternity deserts and helping. Well, these and poor we are ladies. also a state that has not expanded Medicaid, and so our hospitals. We have 96 designated rural hospitals in the state of Oklahoma that are operating at a financial loss, and 50% of those are two weeks away from not being able to make payroll. And over Christmas, we had four hospitals that were not able to make payroll because they are struggling, because they're not getting that federal reimbursement. And I have documented proof that the medical association said, we will have two choices. We are either going to work on Medicaid expansion or we're going to fight the advanced practice nurses. And they made the choice to fight the advanced practice nurses instead of trying to help our state improve health care and went to civil war as health care providers, which I think is a shame because wow. we make an oath and we promise to provide care for patients. So, Jenny, you guys were successful this session, I believe. Can you talk about that and how... You know, you raise support and awareness fighting oh, such absolutely. an uphill battle. So we moved Senate Bill 801 very successfully out of the Senate Health Committee, 9 to 4, to the floor. We have 48 senators in the state of Oklahoma, so we just need a majority of 25 to move the bill to the House, and we had 27. Unfortunately, the people that make the decisions on whether or not bills get heard decided not to let the bill run on the floor, so we stalled over in the Senate. But fortunately, we have an amazing champion in the Senate Health Committee. The chair of the committee, Senator Smalley, worked with the House and took over another bill, Senate Bill 890, and basically gutted the language, inserted our Senate Bill 801 into it, and about three weeks ago ran, uh, actually while we were at Mid-Year Assembly, ran a hijacked bill through the Health Committee in the House, and passed it seven to three without any lobbying efforts on my part because they know that this is a good bill. And so we now have two bills, both sitting outside of the committee waiting for floor hearings that are eligible to be heard first thing February 2020 because in Oklahoma, session lasts two years. Mm. So I'm sure that CRNAs in your state have gotten really involved in this, fighting for the ability to give safe anesthetic care to the patients of Oklahoma. Frontline people that know how Oklahomans are having difficulties getting health care. So why don't you talk to us about the CRNAs in Oklahoma and how on fire they must be? Oh, man, can I tell you how great it is to be the president in a state where I have 
basically 600 CRNAs who are actively engaged when I make the call and I say, hey, guys, I need you to contact your legislators. I walk into the Capitol and that place is on fire because every CRNA is doing their part. Not only are they contacting their legislators, they're showing up in person. We had 60 people. And you think about a small state. We had 60 people, 10 percent of our members show up to the Capitol the day our bill moved out of committee. In addition to that, in one hour during our state meeting, I went to them and I said, do you believe we can win? Do you believe that our cause is a just cause and it's the right thing for the state of Oklahoma? Donate to the pack. And in one hour, we raised $26,000 wow. at our state meeting in March. Wow. It was over 30000 for the weekend, but in one hour, a small state like Oklahoma, these CRNAs are engaged, they're passionate, they want to be recognized, they've been attacked. They go into the OR and patients question their safety because of the negative ad campaign, and they go, no, we're going to stand up, we're going to speak truth. We're going to tell patients that, yes, we have the training, we have the education, we are the providers of Oklahoma. We have always been the providers of Oklahoma. You just forget that because we do a good job. And so it's been really, really amazing. We have a little secret private Facebook group just for Oklahoma CRNAs where we share ideas and information and just the engagement. It's electrifying. And I hope that that energy will catch a spark and spread across the country. I mean, that's my hope. Absolutely. Jenny, what would you tell other CRNAs in other states, because you just said you hoped that they would they would kind of take you as inspiration, who might have their own fights. Maybe it's a difficult fight, and maybe it's not the same fight that you guys face in Oklahoma, but I think in every state around the nation, CRNAs are basically fighting pretty much the same fight. What would you tell them? That our fight is the fight worth fighting for. And that heel worth dying on. <laughs> yes that we have to be brave, we have to be bold, because we stand on the front line, and we provide the care. And I'm very passionate about this. And so I'm fearless. So, you know, I understand that not everyone can be as vocal as I am. But I believe that healthcare over the next 30 years is going to rapidly evolve and change. And CRNAs have to be a part of that. And passing legislation that enables us to be able to practice the way that we want to and provide the care that we want to is going to be necessary because you guys both know, I mean, the silver tsunami is coming by 2030. We're going to have 80 million people on Medicare. Older people don't need less health care. They need more health care. And so for me, I'm like, how do we provide that care? We didn't go into health care because of selfish reasons. We're nurses first, right? And nurses want to take care of people. We're passionate. We feed off of the energy of other people. This is the right cause. And so to me, I would say, be bold. If you're facing a battle in your state, know that you are on the right side of history. And even when you get told no, don't give up, come back, recognize that this is the future. 
not everyone can see it yet. Hey, Jenny, what do you think? I mean, you know, you said you raised $26,000 at that state meeting. I mean, that's really unheard of. I mean, I, you know, I've not really heard a lot of CRNAs <laughs> know, say right? that, right? So what do you think really fired those CRNAs in your state up? I mean, because that's missing in a lot of states, and it's missing even on a national level sometimes. What do you think that was? So we fought very hard, and we pulled... 200 CRNAs into a room and I filled that room not only with CRNAs but with 10 lobbyists and 12 legislators and I got up and I grabbed the mic and I looked at the room and I said we are going to win but it costs money to win and then I gave the microphone to the legislators and I let them speak to my CRNAs and I said tell them tell them that you believe in them. And we had members of the Senate Health Committee and the House Health Committee talk to this room of 200 people saying, we are going to win for you because you are worth it. And then they go, but you have to trust in us, got to do the work. And so then I got up there and I said, you need to open up your wallet and trust that I am going to lay on my sword and I will fight this to the death for you, but you've got to give me the tools to win. And that tool is pack money. And then we sent five people around the room with squares. And I also gave out awards to CRNAs who had donated. I mean, and we're talking beautiful awards, beautiful, big crystal awards for CRNAs that had donated over $1,000 within the last year. And I go, if you want to be a part of the Diamond Pack Club, you got to donate at least $1,000 a year. These nine CRNAs answered the call. They're champions for our profession. And I stood them on the stage and I gave them awards. Then we walked around the room with the square and our CRNA said, I want to be in that club. And we had a thousand dollar donation here, a thousand dollar notion here, 500 here, holding people accountable. They're like, I work with you. This is important. I challenge you. And so it was just an electrifying experience. It was very emotional. There was a lot of standing ovations and we just cheered each other to victory. And because we did that, we raised the money that we needed to be successful. I don't know if that's a good answer, but I mean, that's really what happened. It's a they great, believe that we can win, and I do too. It's a great answer. You know, I'm kind of disappointed with the medical lobby going negative and scaring patients in Oklahoma and saying that you're unsafe. And if the public just knew that you gave 80% of the anesthesia care in Oklahoma but your messaging has just been positive telling the good things that CRNAs do because uh, you know I'm not really I don't like scaring patients and I think you've had a couple of episodes where the patients come in and had seen those negative ads and they're in the words of Trump fake news (laughs) well and you know it, it is fake news And we're still feeling the ramifications. I mean, two weeks ago, I had a patient cancel a case that cost my hospital thousands and thousands of dollars because they saw the commercial. And because I was not an anesthesiologist, they were concerned about their safety. So this is what I would like to tell patients in Oklahoma. CRNAs have always been there. And we will always be there. We are the ones behind the drapes, behind the mask, providing your anesthesia, whether it be to take your gallbladder out or fix your little girl's broken bone or place your epidural for your first baby, CRNAs are the ones doing that anesthesia. And that when you come into a hospital in Oklahoma, recognize that not only are you safe, 
you have a competent provider who has adequate training and knowledge, and they are going to give you the best anesthesia experience that you ever will have. And to rest assured that the ads that you saw know that 86% of anesthesiologists are Oklahoma and Tulsa County. And so if you are not in Oklahoma City and Tulsa, I mean, pure statewide, those anesthesiologists are not the ones actively doing the anesthesia. They're supervising nurse anesthetists. We are there. We are the ones giving the care and know that and trust that. And when you walk into a hospital in Oklahoma and someone introduces themselves as a nurse anesthetist, be grateful to know that you're in good hands. And that's what I hope people will get from this is that that negative campaign was nothing more than scare tactics. That the care that you received before is the same that you're going to see 5, 10, 15 years from now because CRNAs are the most compassionate, caring anesthesia professionals that you will ever encounter. And I'm proud to be their leader in this time when we're fighting to have our voice heard. Well, Jenny, we know you still have a fight left ahead, but at this point, we want to wish you continued success and hope that on the end of this, everything comes out the way you want it to. And, uh, and I always hope you're on my side, Jenny. There you go. That's right. Absolutely. <laughs> I love you guys. I'm so glad you asked me to do this. I know we had a hard time. and You have a powerful sometimes. message. You have a powerful message, wow. Jenny. And we appreciate it. Oh, thank you. Absolutely. Thank you. You know, the first time I met you, Sharon, I was a student in Washington, D.C. on the Architect Building at Mid-Year Assembly. And you have always been a role model and an inspiration to me. So this, to me, has actually come full circle that I'm having the opportunity to speak with you like this. So this means a lot to me. Well, you make me very, very proud. Very proud. Thank you, ma'am. I appreciate you guys. (laughs) Well, I think that's a wrap. And, Jenny, we want to thank you for your time and everything that you're doing to support CRNA causes. And we want to thank our listeners for listening to Beyond the Mask with Jeremy Stanley and Sharon Pierce. If you like our show and want to know more, check out our other podcasts on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Until next time. It's a wrap. Like what you're hearing? Be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and everywhere else that streams podcasts. Today's show was made possible by the folks at CRNA Financial Planning, an independent consulting firm that offers financial planning services exclusively to CRNAs and their families. From planning for a child's future college expenses to building a predictable income stream in retirement, the firm is committed to offering you comprehensive financial services, customized to fit your unique needs and objectives. If you have questions about your financial future, get them answered. Call the team at 855-304-3748. That's 855-304-3748. Or go online to crnafinancialplanning.com. And thanks for your support of Beyond the Mask. Hi, this is Jackie Rolls, President of the International Federation of Nurse Anesthetists and President and Founder of Our Hearts, Your Hands, a global anesthesia support community that takes donations to allow nurse anesthetists in low and middle income countries to go to educational programs, buy equipment, or textbooks. Your donations are tax deductible, and we would appreciate your support.